Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Now, when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled, land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. And he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Christ. Good morning, my sisters and brothers in Christ. It has been quite a weekend, hasn't it? It's hard to overstate the strange moment we find ourselves both nationally and globally. As I watched the movement from the inauguration to the march yesterday and this great wave take over social media, beyond all of the slogans and the humor and the off-color signs and the standing up for rights and the willingness to peacefully stand up and be counted, I saw a lot of commentary about women and men coming together and listening to one another's stories, which made me think of Jesus going to the streets in the backwater of Galilee just after his cousin John the Baptist has been arrested and thrown in prison. It brought me to that point where we see again recapitulated this desire deep in our human spirit to rebind what has been divided, to come back together after the most divisive electoral season in living memory, to see in one another again the face of humanity, to see ourselves in the face of another. And in that amazing, heartfelt moment, which brought tears to many, we also saw the work of the gospel pushing forth a little bit 
even in the midst of our seemingly broken body politic. There's a message there of hope, a message of possible healing, and above all, a message of deep desire for something better than what we have now. That hope, that desire, goes all the way back to that early Christian community in Corinth that Paul is writing to because they are engaging in what we always engage in as human beings, and that is division. Paul writes almost tongue-in-cheek to this community where people are claiming factions in what must have been probably an assembly smaller than ours. Well, I belong to Apollos, one of the early Christian teachers. Well, I belong to Paul. Well, I belong to Cephas, that is, Peter. Well, I belong to Christ, says the highfalutin in the midst of them, right? It's an old story. Paul sees it for what it is and calls it out for what it is. If Paul were writing to us as people living in southern Marin these days, would he say the same thing? I was reflecting on that, and I thought, maybe Paul would add one more to that list, and he would say, some of you say, I belong to myself, right? That's our claim in southern Marin to fame. And I want to just reflect briefly, personally, as your pastor, and share with you that one of the struggles I've been sharing with the vestry over the past year is that about 50% of the emails I send and about 50% of the phone calls I make to you all never receive a response. Never receive a response. And that's not to indict you, but it's just to share with you the struggle. And as I was sharing the struggle recently with the vestry, a few people on the vestry piped up and said, aha, said, it's probably because people think you're calling to ask for something. And I thought, you know, sometimes that's true. Sometimes I am calling to ask for something. On the other hand, you know, what else is there reason to get a cold call from a leader of a not-for-profit in this part of the world unless they're calling to ask for something? So yes, it is true, I do sometimes call to ask for something. But that's not the main reason I'm calling. And of course, you are all within your rights to say no when I ask for something. And any member of the vestry will tell you, I don't melt when I hear the word no. I really don't. It's okay to say no. In fact... Your yes really doesn't mean yes until you know how to say no. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? That's called being in relationship. Because that's the primary reason I call. Above the asking, above reaching out in the hope of your giving something back to this community is to be in relationship you do not belong to yourselves. I do not belong to myself. 
Paul might tell us, we all belong to Christ. Maybe that's what Jesus means when he talks about going fishing. To engage in that critical work, even when the powers of this world are breathing hot and heavy, even when the powers of this world are breathing division, to go out and reach out, as Jesus did to those first fishermen, who belonged at that time to nobody but themselves and their families on the shores of Galilee, a place that the world had largely ignored, and even that prophecy of Isaiah had been lost to common memory something that the authorities in Jerusalem couldn't see, nor the Roman Empire. Jesus goes out and plants seeds of the new community, a community that rises above divisions and seeks the God-given grace of our common humanity. My brothers and sisters, I invite you to engage in that reaching out with one another. Cold call. Drop an email. Send a text. Reach out on Facebook. Listen anew to one another's stories. And while you're at it, when your rector calls, give him a call back. Say no if you have to, but be in relationship. That's what we are called to. Above all of the ways that the world seeks to divide, we are called to plant that new community that Jesus is planting on the shores of Galilee. A metaphor for the regular everydayness of our lives, the neighborhoods we find ourselves in, the workplaces, on the streets when we're there, even when we are called to account in the halls of power, we are called to bear witness to the work of something new that is healing us and the whole world, bringing us back together, bringing about God's dream, even in our time. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.